The following podcast is an excerpt of the book Deadly Roots, available on Amazon as a paperback, ebook, and audiobook. Subtle Roots of Bitterness The subtle roots of bitterness are the most difficult to associate with bitterness. These roots are often not associated with a specific agent of offense or injustice, but they are still early roots of potential bitterness, so we need to be aware of them. One of the most subtle roots of bitterness is impatience. Impatience cries out, This is my road, how dare you slow me down? Impatience is self-centeredness regarding time and space. Worry is another subtle root of bitterness. When the perceived injustice is a possible future threat of danger, loss, inadequacy, or harm to self or significant others, the result is likely to be worry. The more chronic form of worry is anxiety. Most often, worry does not lead to bitterness. It is usually a motivational, anticipatory fear leading to precautions, avoidance of risky behaviors, leading to the development of a plan and actions to accomplish a task or solve a future problem. In its more troubling form, worry is continuous negative thoughts and emotions about future events. It can be repetitive and uncontrollable. It can be a consuming drive to resolve potential uncertainties in life uncertainties for which there is no resolution. When this worry becomes continuous and chronic, it destroys the confidence necessary to solve problems as it magnifies the perception of issues. This intense focus makes a small problem a massive problem. This magnification of a problem leads to a pessimistic view of the outcome and results in chronic anxiety. If you combine this kind of worry with blame or a victim mentality, it will quickly lead to bitterness. Are you a chronic worrier? How do you view future problems and life changes? Do you see them as insurmountable obstacles or challenges that require your God-given problem-solving abilities? There will be significant changes and challenges in your future. That is a fact. You need to give yourself the freedom to be uncomfortable as you apply your problem-solving skills before you find a solution. You should not fear failure. You should fear the lack of inertia. Constant worry is like standing at the starting line of a race and when the gun goes off to start the race, you just spin in circles. So, when facing some of life's more common fears, accept them as a challenge and not an over-consuming burden. Don't worry about getting old. It is a fact of life and a privilege to be able to age. Instead, concern yourself with how you are living today and you will be a lot more healthier and more active when you are 80 years old. Don't worry yourself sick about your financial future. It will only drain your ability to live within your financial means today. 
Don't worry, plan wisely and ask for help. Don't worry that your energy level is too low. This kind of worry only drains more energy and precious resilience. Instead, get physically active and follow a healthy diet. Do all those little things you know you should do every day to remain healthy and active and be patient. Don't worry about future job security. The most critical element that will affect your work future is how well you work today. Focus on doing the best job you can today. Don't blame your boss or fellow employees. It will only lead to destructive bitterness. Don't worry about what people think about you. It is their thoughts and you cannot change them. Instead, pause and consider what is going on with others. The majority of people you pass by today will be going through trials and struggles beyond what you could imagine. If you are kind and considerate, it will be a boost to your resilience and will lessen your anxiety. Another subtle route is envy. When the perceived injustice is a sense of lack as compared to others, the result is likely to be envy. Envy is the intense longing for and an overestimation of the value of possessions, qualities, and social positions possessed by others. Envy's energy comes from the hope that if any of these meaningless entities are acquired, that it will meet and fill that inner awareness of emptiness and purposelessness. These possessions and qualities are meaningless and empty because they could not possibly achieve what you desire. You desire to be at peace and feel that sense of emptiness that lies deep within all human beings. The belief is that I am at least as deserving, if not more deserving than my neighbor, who happens to have better possessions, relationships, and social status than I do, and that is not just. I deserve better, I want his stuff. I deserve his stuff. Envy comes from a deep sense of emptiness or incompleteness. It is a sense of generalized boredom, social alienation, and apathy. Envy is a spiritual matter that is too painful to face directly, so we convert it into a material matter. My sense of emptiness does not allow me to see the emptiness in others. Now I look to my neighbor, whom I assume is living with a sense of contentment and completeness, and make the false assumption that his satisfaction comes from his stuff. So if I had his stuff, I too would not feel empty. The inner awareness of emptiness can be so intense and the emotional pain so high that it can lead to addictions, obsessions, violence, or frenzied action. If I only had my neighbor's parents, house, car, kids, spouse, job, friends, intelligence, education, or achievements, then I would not feel so empty and incomplete. Envy can show itself on occasion as something called Schigenfreude, which is taking pleasure at the misfortune of others. A small amount of envy can be a positive quality. 
examining the merits of others and how they have become successful may encourage us to be more persistent and focused on what we are trying to accomplish. This form of envy may be productive, provided we do not see the qualities of others as a threat or see ourselves as a victim who is limited by injustice. A positive result from envy is a rare thing, as envy is usually nothing but destructive. A relentless passion attempting to fill an emptiness or give your life meaning and purpose by striving for what you see that others have will lead to a sense of powerlessness, ungratefulness, and eventually bitterness. Envy is a misguided path to happiness and will only leave you more empty, discouraged, and depressed. You cannot destroy envy by just trying to be less envious. To destroy envy, you have to address and deal with emptiness. Another subtle root that is similar to envy is jealousy. When the perceived injustice is fear or insecurity about the possible loss of possessions, status, or relationships to someone seen as having superior qualities, the result is likely to be jealousy. Jealousy most often includes envy. Envy over the attributes someone else has that is perceived to be a threat to what I value and desire to keep. Jealousy comes from a need for attachment, attention, and reassurance. I could claim, for argument's sake, that a little jealousy may be a good thing. I would be wrong. If we pause to look at ourselves and the relationships and possessions we value, we may be motivated to better ourselves so as not to lose what we hold dear. If I live with the fear that what I value will be taken by someone with superior qualities, then I am living in a prison of constant external comparison you are not going to win this battle. There will always be someone smarter, more productive, more beautiful, more durable, faster, and yes, younger. Welcome to a restless life of no contentment with no freedom to fully enjoy what you do have. If our precious relationships get caught in this jealous storm, you are increasing the likelihood of losing them. A relationship with another human being is not a possession that you own. If you treat it like a possession, you will smother it to death. It takes humility to strengthen a relationship. It is humility that builds the trust needed for a relationship to grow. The pressure to be who you are not, for the sake of hanging on to what you have, will destroy humility. Contentment and humility are much more attractive than a college degree or a new sports car. So be grateful for what you have. Be humble about who you are and be honest with yourself and others. And you will find your resilience will get more durable and your relationships will improve. Another subtle root of bitterness is cynicism. Cynicism is a general distrust of the motives of others. It is the belief that all human conduct is motivated primarily by self-interest and should not be trusted. 
The cynic believes that there is a conflict between society's stated motives and goals and the actual motives and intentions. You know you are cynical when you experience frustration, disillusionment, and distrust towards organizations and others. To live in constant suspicion regarding others' motives is a drain on your resilience. The cynic must trust his ability to perceive and judge the motives of others accurately. It does not take long in life to realize two important truths. Firstly, that everyone will prove themselves untrustworthy at some time. Secondly, your ability to judge the motives of others accurately is often faulty. It is hard enough to figure out our motives, let alone the motives of someone else. So how does a defective human being live without becoming cynical? The world is full of imperfect, self-serving human beings. The cynic rejects others because of their self-centered actions or motives, and the cynic defines others by their actions. If you lie to me, you are a liar. If you steal from me, you are a thief. In the mind of the cynic, other people deserve rejection because they are self-centered and motivated by their self-serving desires. The cynic knows this as fact because they are just as self-centered as all those they judge as being unworthy. And this self-centeredness blinds the cynic. You cannot become a cynic without being just as self-centered as those you reject. The cynic sees other self-centeredness, but not their struggle or pain. If we could see the internal conflicts and turmoil in others as quickly as we see their self-centered actions, we would not become so cynical. We do not have to accept the selfish acts of lying, cheating, stealing, etc. Boundaries need setting, but we should also not define the person by those actions or reject them because of their actions. To guard ourselves against cynicism, we need to hate the sin, but not the sinner. We need to be slow to judge, very slow to speak, and quick to forgive. The part in the Lord's Prayer that states, Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors, from Matthew 6 verse 12 from the King James Version, means that we can expect forgiveness from God to the degree that we forgive others. If you want or need a lot of forgiveness, then don't judge others too quickly. Be on guard that these subtle roots of bitterness are not part of your life.